Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. And uh, today's podcast is actually going to be a two piece podcast. I'm actually going to be doing a little bit about the Dodgers, a little bit about the Raiders. Uh, so I'm actually recording this here on Thursday. On, it's like midday Thursday. It's uh, March 17, 2022. But this will actually be coming out March uh, 7 or 18th, uh, 2022 for Friday. Uh, so hopefully you guys do enjoy this one. And um, actually, I'm going to be dropping you guys a little bit of history here for you guys. On this day, 60 years ago, on March uh, 18th, Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale, two very big, iconic Dodger pitchers, ended up making their debut at Dodger Town. I believe it's called Vero Beach, Florida. It's uh, where the Dodgers, for so many years, ended up, you know, playing um, playing all their all their games out there when it came down to it for minor, for minor leagues for spring spring training before they ended up. I believe they moved out here to Vegas. I think at one point is where they had the AAA team, but then now they're doing everything over in Arizona, uh, where a lot of the teams out in the kind of like the West Coast kind of play. Now, uh, I just wanted to go ahead and bring that up here for you guys to go ahead and drop a little bit of history there. And speaking of iconic uh, pitchers there, like uh, a Sandy Koufax, and one of the guys who he is uh, always compared to, if you guys kind of know who I'm already talking about, it's Clayton Kershaw. So Kershaw is very, another one of those very uh, big-time, iconic uh, Dodger pitchers. He's going to go down to history as one of the greats uh, right up there with uh, Don Drysdale and Sandy Koufax, in my opinion. Now, me, I'm a little young. I can't, I'm younger than some of maybe some of some other Dodger fans out there. But just from hearing from people that I know how big, how, how iconic this guy, these guys were, like Don Drysdale, um, Fernando Valenzuela, uh, Sandy Koufax, you know, but uh, Clayton Kershaw, from what I've been hearing from a lot of them, he's going to be right up there with them. And I'm definitely happy to uh, to hear that, you know, when it comes down to because Clayton has been one of the guys that I've been able to see for his entire career when it comes down to it. I've been able to see him from the moment that we signed him. I love the fact that he's that he signed another another year extension or another contract for one more year. Sounds like maybe this might be his last year when it comes down to it hoping that he does just retire as a Dodger that would be amazing you know to go and just see him just um go through his entire career with the Dodgers all his accomplishments the World Series if he can cap it off with one more World Series that would be just a, a great way to just end his career you know what I mean now speaking of which I already kind of started the conversation a little bit about off about the offseason when it comes down to the Dodgers and that's exactly what I'm going to get right into here for the for the beginning of the podcast the Dodgers I've started off the offseason <laughs> in a great way, guys. I had to con- I had really had to contain myself to not record a podcast last night. 
I saw the news when I was at work and I wanted to go home and record a podcast right away. But I was unfortunately pretty tired from work and everything, so I wasn't able to. It's one of the things that I'm just trying to go in and get uh, trying to get a little bit more used to, trying to figure out times that I can actually record a podcast for you guys and uh, make sure that I'm giving you guys good quality. You know, I don't want to just half ass this stuff for you guys, which unfortunately I do feel like maybe I might have done in the beginning when I started this. But I do want to go ahead and uh, give you guys better quality every single time that I record a podcast. And I, overall, I mean, that's all I can really do. But anyways. So we'll get right into it here, guys. Um, or so we'll get right into what I was here, what I was talking about. The Dodgers have signed Freddie Friedman, a former ex-star of the Atlanta Braves. And I gotta say, man, it is isn't it like just poetic justice when it comes down to it? They ended up beating us. They, you know, what I mean, I gotta tip my hat off to them. They they were a great team. They deserved to win the World Series. Happy for them, you know, when it comes down to it. But. It is great that he's now coming. He is a Southern California guy, so it's great that he's coming back home. He's coming home to the Dodgers. I don't know if he was a Dodger fan. I think they mentioned, I think I've heard before that he was an Angels fan, but great that he's coming to the Dodgers. Great that he's coming back to Southern California. I believe his family is out here, so it's great that he may, he's going to be coming home and maybe having some family and everything with him and all that. You know, so overall, just a great signing when it comes down to the Dodgers. It's uh, six years. I believe it was like a hundred and. 60 mil i think or like something like that so definitely a great a great signing when it comes down to it can't wait to go in and see what he's going to be able to do in, in the dodger uniform i mean can we just talk a little bit about what this lineup is going to look like like that it's ridiculous like it is absolutely ridiculous you got what mookie starting off then you got freeman you got what trey then you got muncie bet in the fourth who you gotta have fifth um and Taylor, you got Cody, you got JT, you got uh, AJ Pollock. I mean, who, who? what are you going to do? What are pitches going to be able to do? They're just going to be like, oh, yeah, wait, oh, who's up? Wait, who's up next? Wait, what? Wait, I, then I got to face who? It's like, come on, dude. Like, that's going to be a scary lineup. I can't wait to go in and see what this lineup is going to be able to go in and produce. I really just hope that they're not going to be the kinds that are I mean, I really do think you have a good balance of guys who are able to go in and, you know, get on base, also hit with some power. I mean, when it comes down to guys like Mookie, Mookie's a guy, he can hit for contact. He can hit with power. He hits, he gets his doubles. You know, dude's a a, a base-stealing machine. Uh, same thing when it comes down to Trey. He's a guy that you got have to worry all around every single time that he comes up to bat, whether he's going to get a single, he can steal a base, he can... He's a, a, a threat just for another guy. He's on second base. Another guy gets a single. That's a run almost 99% of the time because he has that kind of speed. Same thing with Mookie. You got guys like Cody who's a, you know, dude ended up looking really great towards the end of the season out there, especially when it came down to the playoffs. He looks like he was starting to come back into form, so you're hoping that he can kind of build off of that and maybe have another MVP kind of like season. Uh, JT, we want to see just what he has left in the tank to go in and see. He's, you know, just one of the guys that, you know, the gas tank maybe kind of was a little run running on empty towards the end and everything. But he is always definitely one of my favorite Dodgers. Can't wait to go in and see exactly what he's able to go in and do out there as well. So that's just going to gonna wrap it up when it comes down to the Dodgers. They got a lot more stuff going on when it comes down to it. Uh, the, the pre, uh, not preseason, but the... Uh, spring training 
has already started when it comes down to them. The guys are already over in Arizona. I think they already got some games coming up. I think this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, or they might have already started. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I was actually maybe trying to go and see if I can head out there to go ahead and uh, you know do something. You know, do something that my that my cousin. Um, for those of you guys who are family, friends, close people, close friends, might know that my love for the Dodgers comes from my my cousin who has a, who unfortunately passed away quite a, um who who passed away. And uh, his name is Moises uh, Romero, but uh, he, uh, anyways, I don't want to get all choked up and get all emotional with you guys. But anyways, you guys know that my love for the Dodgers comes from him. And, uh, you know, being a, being that he took me to my first Dodger game opening day, Dodger, uh, I actually told this story not too long ago. As a matter of fact, um, you know, opening day 2007 against the Braves, I was hooked from that moment on. Uh, so my, my 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 love for the Dodgers is runs really really deep when it comes down to it. Um, you know, I, it's definitely going to going to be interesting to. Uh, so my, what I want to do when it comes down to it is something something that my cousin has done before, and that he's mentioned is he he'll actually go out to Arizona, go check him out, um, you know, and spring training, you know, and actually go and maybe check out a game or so, maybe get a couple autographs or something. Um, he's even gone to San Diego. Uh, to go to Mexico, go get some tacos, go get some tacos and head over to uh, head over to San Diego again to go watch the Dodgers take on the Padres there. You know, so, you know, it's just really cool to go ahead and maybe kind of do some or to think about some of the things that he's done that I might get a chance to go in and do. And especially with getting you guys better content and everything for the podcast, you know, it would definitely be a plus. So we're just going to go ahead and finish up there with when it comes down to the Dodgers and everything there, guys. I do want to go ahead and talk to you about the second part of the podcast that I wanted to bring up, and that's with the Raiders. So the Las Vegas Raiders have been busy. Man, oh man, they've been busy. <laughs> the second, the, the other thing that I did want to bring up is well, they've been busy when it comes down to the to you know the off season, free agency, and you know all the transactions or transitions that they've been going through in the off season so far. Second part is gonna be well maybe i'll actually talk about this first we'll end in a good i was actually thinking about flipping this but i'm I'm actually gonna flip it around (laughs) so anyways i was gonna go ahead and start off with the off season and everything and then stop and then finish off with this part but i think i'm actually gonna do this this do it this way so me as a raider fan and me knowing a lot of other raider fans you know being from las vegas been hearing a lot of stuff and it's not. It doesn't make me too happy. I even heard it on my boy, on my boy, on, on my boy Q's on his podcast, Locked On Raiders. My dude's big time. Dude has a big time podcast. All kinds of listeners and everything. It's even came up on his podcast, and I've even heard it on other people's podcasts. I've even heard it with like, I don't people who are long time Raider fans. Maybe, maybe it's I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little bit more lenient. But I've heard, I've heard both sides. People are really upset and really just cannot get down or get not or cannot get over these guys being expatriates. And when I'm talking, who I'm talking about is Dave Ziegler, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels, you know, all these new guys on the coaching staff and the and the uh, in the management staff. You know, when it comes down to it, people are just not happy. I don't. I mean, I guess I can understand why, but. Are, are we being serious here, guys? Like, what we 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 can't grow up and 
and, and just accept the fact that our yeah our head coach and our management team and our and the majority of our coaching staff are expatriates. So what? You know what that means. You know what the ex, you know what the Patriots are, a winning organization, and they have been for years and years and years now. So I don't understand why we're gonna get upset when it comes down to this. And I know, yeah, they some of them maybe you know expatriates that come that go to another team don't have the best uh, luck or the best you know results, you know, outside of the Patriots. And I get it, but this guy. Is, has done something different from some of the others that have done this before in the past. He actually went back to the Patriots. So he left the Patriots, went to his, uh, went to go do his his own thing, went back to the Patriots, learned from his mistakes. I honestly thought that this dude was going to be the next Bill Belichick. I thought he was going to go ahead and step in his shoes, you know, take over from when he wants to step away. But Dude, they, the dude ended up surprising everybody, and he ended up being the new head coach for the Raiders. So, in my opinion, let's at least wait and see what the let's let's see the results first, because so far I'm liking what I'm seeing. Now I don't know. I've heard some people talk about even see the word rebuild, talking about if this is like a rebuild in disguise, and talking about if this is. You know, them totally blowing up the team and starting over fresh. Like, I don't think so. Any of the people, any of the former Raiders that they are, or for, yeah, any of the former Raiders that they've let go or traded away, maybe except Unique Ngakwe, are not all that, and not all that impressive. Are not, are not huge difference makers. Now, I don't mean that in any kind of disrespect or anything like that. I, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I'm definitely gonna miss seeing uh, Alec Ingold in a Raider jersey, but I'm happy for the dude. He ended up making his money. I don't really think there's gonna be a, a, a spot, you know, for him. But in a way, the Raiders kind of looked out for him. Dude's me. Dude got his bank. He's I think the what, no second second highest paid fullback in the league. Plays in Miami. Pretty sure the guy's gonna have a good time, you know. But anyways. Happy for the dude. Sad to see him go, of course. But, hey, what are you going to do? Uh, all the other signings, I believe it was like uh, uh, Nixon, uh, Morrow. I mean, it is what it is. Sorry to see those guys go, but, hey, it's part of the business. Wish them the best. But I don't really think they're going to be big-time difference makers. The only guy that I could see being somewhat of a difference maker, being or definitely being sad to go to see go, and he can but overall what they ended up doing in replacement of that and how it all went down at the end we ended up signing chandler what is his name uh god i can't even think about his name right now anyways i know i know the i know the name chandler for sure god i can't believe i forgot his name but anyways raiders ended up signing from the arizona cardinals or formerly the formerly the arizona cardinals definitely a great pickup when it comes down to it because him and uh because he's a he's in the middle he's a defensive tackle not a defensive end he's a better re, uh, a run stopper when it comes down to it so he's going to be able to kind of have that push in the middle when it comes when it, when it helps out on the defensive line and then you got uh max crosby going around the edge so i think really do i really do think these guys are going to be able to complement each other plus if we would have kept unique Ngakwe in there i think it would have been a bit like a lot of cluster i mean maybe 
it would have worked out, you know, but I, I really do think at this point now you just need to get more complimentary pieces to help out those two when it comes down to Max Crosby. And God, I really, I really can't forget. I can't, I can't imagine that I forgot his name already, but Chandler, I know for sure. Anyways, guys, just to move on forward before I make a bigger fool of myself here. The trade that ended up happening here with Unique and Gakwe was with the Indianapolis Colts. So they got Unique and Gakwe, Unique and Gakwe, and we ended up getting a, a cornerback and replacement of him. Now this guy is not going to be a, a, a big time stopper or anything like that, or you know, big. Or he's not going to be our number one guy. I believe there's even been some reports saying that he can be a, a solid number two, and that's great. Maybe we might even sign another guy. Maybe we have uh, Trayvon Mullen as a number two guy, and he's our number three guy. Even better. And the guy is. Uh, <laughs> It's a real name. It's a real name, guys. I'm not. I'm not making this up. Rock Yasin. It's a, you heard it right. Rock like the like the rock like a rock that you throw, and then his last name is Yasin. I can't wait to go in and see this guy's jersey. I can't wait to go in and see who you know. I can't wait to actually just reference this guy. You know, it comes down to it. I just anytime I say his name, I smile. Rock Yasin. <laughs> so, anyways, um. I think it was an actually great pickup when it comes down to it. Um, it is going to be sad to go to see Yannick Ngakwe go. I know Max Crosby's going to miss him because I believe that they mentioned all the time how close they were and how they were always able to motivate and push each other, you know, practices and so on and so forth. So it is going to be a little bit, um, you know, sad to go to see him go. But um, it is what it is when it comes down to it, though. You definitely like what they ended up doing in the replacement of him. Uh, you know, when it comes down to Chandler, you know, and, and definitely – um, over the offseason, one of the first things that the Raiders ended up doing was giving his money to uh, or giving ba- giving his bank over to uh, Max Crosby. They wanted to make sure that they took care of that guy because they know that this guy is going to be a key piece moving forward for the Raiders. He's a leader in the locker room. He's a leader am- amongst the whole team when it comes down to it. He is he is one of the guys that solidifies what a Raider is, in my opinion. Um, you definitely are just waiting, waiting to go in and see what else is going to happen. One of the main things here that I just wanted to mention that kind of goes back to what I was first mentioning about the Raiders. You can't ever, I don't really think you can ever call, um, a rebuild situation, a rebuild. If you're getting guys paid, like how Max Crosby got paid. If you're having these guys take, take on trades that are actually, to not not to and that's not freeing up cap but that's you know getting replacement players that you need in 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 other positions you know or if you're at least doing an equal swap you know just because so then that way maybe because the Colts they need a defense they need better defensive linemen and we needed a cornerback you know when it comes down to it you know so overall when it comes overall the Raiders are making smart moves they're making moves that are not a part of a of a rebuild these are moves that are for a team that's ready to win now as long as i don't see you know maybe darren waller or get traded you know or Derek carr you know with the sign and trade or if that max crosby was the sign and trade deal you know if that would have that would have been alarming that would have been a rebuild for sure you know you now at this point i'm just waiting to see whether if it's going to be Hunter Renfro or uh, Derek Carr, who's going to get that next um, extension, you know, or maybe if it is a Devontae Adams that gets signed, 
I believe Allen Robinson is another one of the wide receivers that's out there that maybe has been talked about that the Raiders are looking into. I have to look up more into Allen Robinson because I really don't think he's that, like, to compare him to Devontae Adams because he is one of the, he is a player that I would consider that the Raiders should look into. And if they, and if the Packers are wanting a first round pick for him, go for it. See, see what they really want for him. You know, because, yeah, you can draft a wide receiver. I think it would only be that or one or the other. Don't go for Allen Robinson. If you're going to, if you're really considering Allen Robinson, don't give up a first round. You know, you get, get your, get your first round pick and make that your wide receiver. You know, get a, get your number one draft pick and, or your first round pick and, and wide receiver. If, if not, if, if, um, the Devontae Adams trade is not there, but We'll see what happens in the remainder of this offseason. I'm really excited to see how the draft is going to go. I really can't wait to go in and see once once this team is all put together and what it really looks like. Because so far, it's looking pretty nice, at least on the defensive side, for sure. Which brings me to um, last thing here, guys. I do want to just emphasize, what have the Patriots always been known for in the past couple years? I mean, last year, for, for, for Christ's sake, they got a rookie quarterback to the playoffs. And that was solely off of their defense. That rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, was not a, a great rookie quarterback. You know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a showstopper or anything like that. But the Raiders are really building a really hard-nosed defense. I'm really excited to go and see what it's going to look like once it's all built together. If, if last year's defense was looking nice, I can't wait to see what this year's defense is going to look like. So until until next time, though, guys. I am going to be trying again to record more often. I am getting some things going, moving around, and, and hopefully some things that are going to be improving the podcast, I'm hoping. But please stay patient with me, though. I do appreciate everybody that has been listening. I'm hoping you guys continue to like the podcast. But hey, guys, until next time, peace.